Spreading God's Love One Heart at a Time is an online ministry built to encourage and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the digital world. This ministry was founded by Ariel Mobley in 2014 to not only ensure that everyone receives the light of hope, but to receive the gospel by passing out Bibles as well. If you would like to submit any testimonies or prayer requests, feel free to message them to Spreading God's Love One Heart at a Time's Facebook page or email them to Spreading God's Love One Heart at a ti at gmail.com. As always, you can visit the blog at Spreading God's Love One Heart at a Time wordpress.com. Always remember, it's never too late to spread God's love. Hello everyone. Today, I want to go back into Ecclesiastes again. I don't know why. I'm just, I love that book. I want to go to Ecclesiastes 7 and I want to touch on verses 1 through... seven no ten one through ten um and i'm reading i kind of changed it up a little bit i'm reading my mother's bible um so this is the ni nkjv so this is the new king james version instead of the regular king james version which i usually read out of all the time um in this one they label these verses as the value of practical wisdom and I hope that a lot of people will find this very encouraging like I do. And it says, A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all man, and the living will take it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of the fools is in the house of mirth. Gotta flip the page. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This is also vanity. Surely oppression destroys a wise man's reason, and a bribe debases the heart. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. This was Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 1 through 10, which I find myself having to come to this um, set of verses a lot, um, especially when there's a death or especially when I'm just really, really, really not motivated or just feel like, oh, why is my life 10 times harder than it was back in the day? And it touches on that. It touches on, in 10 verses, it touches on so many things. A lot of people, one thing, and, and I even find myself asking questions is, why do some people go through such hard things in life? You know, I mean, it wasn't until I got older that I really noticed, you know, like how people may lose children or parents or siblings or how 
you know, their houses may burn down or, um, you know, how people, um, even if you listen to a lot of people who are without homes that are homeless, you know, their stories are very raw and, and harsh and the way people treat them are, is raw and harsh. And you come to a point in time where you say, wow, I mean, that's a lot for somebody to go through. And you would come to a point where, and now I'm talking about you, like in, in life, where you go throughout your seasons and you're like, I cannot do this anymore. There's no way I can keep going. I just cannot. I absolutely, there's no way I just cannot do this anymore. I don't even know how I can make it through another day. This is for you. Here's my thing. Um, when it comes to life, life can get rough. And it almost seems like like what people say, um, the the harder the 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 worst things happen to good people it almost seems like that when we look through life and we hear people's stories but the one thing i will have to say and you've probably heard it before but i'm going to say it again is god does not give you something that you cannot handle See, the reason why he gave you that situation was because he knew the person next to you would absolutely not be able to make it through. But he knew that you could make it through. And since he knew that you could make it through, you can use your story to help that person who couldn't go through that situation because they would not be able to make it through. So your situation, which you were given by God, is used to help those who probably won't even go through just as much but the little that they do go through is an earthquake for them so they need your story to help them survive see that's the thing a lot of people don't understand your story is not just for you your story is for you and the world see you go through it to help somebody else go through what they're going through but see we forget that and I'm not going to call it selfish because it's not, especially when it's coming to you, but it's hard when it's you that you are in that situation. You are you are in the midst of trials and tribulations. You are in the midst of that encounter where nobody is there for you to turn to, where you are alone, where you feel alone, where your situation is different from everybody else, so they don't really know what it's like to go through that. And it's a reason why. And, you know, there comes a point of time where we find ourselves questioning everything. And you say, why does that have to happen to me? You know, why did it have to happen to my child? Why my parent, why my brother or sister or sibling or friend? Um, you know, why, why me? Why when I have all of this other stuff going on, this happens on top of that? Why when I just got through this situation, I have to go through this, that, and the other? And you find yourself asking a lot of questions. And you find yourself seeming like you don't, you can't find an answer. And 
that's where this passage comes in for me. I went through a really, 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 really tough time. Not too long ago, as a matter of fact. And I found this passage. And as soon as it said, A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death better than the day of one's birth, I immediately stopped and said, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You mean to tell me that what I'm going through right now is good for me? Yes. It's good for you. This passage, when it says better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all man. Or what about the part when it says sorrow is better than laughter? And in this version, is is italicized. And, you know, I come to a point where I thought about it and I was like, this is so true. I didn't learn how to go through life from the good times in life. I learned when I hit those valleys and those obstacles where I've literally come to a point where I had to kind of maneuver. And when there was nothing that I could find, nothing that I could hear, nothing that I can listen to. And when it was just me, myself and I and Jesus, where it was just me and him. And he was the only one that could walk me through that, that could give me the passage, that could tell me and whisper to my ear and talk and speak to my heart or hear my cries when I'm stuck on my bed in the middle of the night with a a pillow full of wet tears that is when I actually learn how to get through life it's not about when you sit there laughing and talking with your friends it's nice don't get me wrong it's nice to have those moments but you're not learning that much you learn more when you go through those harsher moments because not only do you when you get through those other parts of life, are you like, well, you know what? I've been through worse than this. And if I can get through that, then I know I can get through this. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's true. God does not give you something that you cannot handle. And also, you can get through it. You may think that, but you can get through it. It's going to take time, medi- medita- uh, meditation, it takes praying, and it takes reading passages like this that remind you that this is what your heart needs to learn and to help others. Now, the one thing I thought about when this came to mind was exercising. It's not until you get to the gym or wherever you exercise and you run or either you do your squats. And it's not until you feel like this, we call it the burn. Like if you're doing your arm exercise and you get, you know, maybe one. Oh, that's simple. Two. You maybe get to five. Maybe even get to ten. It's simple. But when it gets to 20, it gets a little bit tougher. And when it gets to 30... Your arms are probably burning. 
By the time you get to 40, you're like, I cannot do this anymore. And by the time you get to 50, you feel like, okay, I have to put these weights down. It's the same thing. Just like how that burn is good for you and how it burns those calories and it turns that fat into muscle. Think about that when you go throughout those hard times. It's exercise for your heart. See, that's the thing. We don't think about exercise for our heart. We think about our heart just being love and cuddly and kind. But do you ever think about when you need exercise for your heart to get better, to get healthier? And at the end of the day, that season will be over soon. Like the other verse in Psalms says, Weeping may endureth for a night, but joy comes in the morning. See, what the problem is, we think of night as our night, like eight hours and we wake up at 6 a.m. and it's going to be over when the sun is shining. But if you also look in Psalms 90, where they ask, teach us to number our days, then you will find that it says that in God's eyes, it's a thousand years. But those thousand years is our one day. Meaning this, our time in God's time is not equivalent. So our season is not going to last a week or three days. Our season may last three months. One month, two weeks, six months, a year, two years. Because it's what God has ordained for you in your life. And he knows that. And he knows that you can get through it. But he also knows that he has the power, the strength, and all the tools that you need to get through it. So he purposely builds that where you can come to him, where you and him are the only one that can go through that. There's nobody else that can help you through that. There are people that can bring you encouragement, but after a while, that encouragement is gone. You magically forget that encouragement or either that song ends. And after you replay it about three times, it's just not, it's just not making you feel so good anymore. Or that, that quote that somebody may give you. That you, you put it on your nightstand, but you forget it's there. But there's something else that may be lying on your nightstand or on your bed or in your purse. Full of 66 books that has something that can truly help you. That can truly open your heart and your mind to what you're going through. That if you just keep saying it over and over and over again, it will help you. Just like the name of Jesus. You can say his name over and over and over and over. And it's going to work every single time. You may not feel like it. But it's not about what you can see. It's about what you can't see. See, when we say the name of Jesus, that's when demons run. That's when situations turn. But see, we are too busy looking with our physical eye instead of our spiritual eye. And we find ourselves thinking, it's nothing changing here. Well, 
I come to tell you this. There is something changing. You just don't see it. And you might not see it right now, but you will see it soon. So, I just want to end it there. I, I know I didn't go in depth in the passage, but I just feel like maybe somebody needed to hear that. And I want you to know that nothing is, there's no such thing as I can't make it through. Say I can because you absolutely can and you absolutely will. You may be sick. You may be going through a tough time. You may be depressed. It just might just be just a super hard season right now. But I come to tell you, don't say you can't. Say you can because for God, nothing is impossible. Look within your heart. Listen for his voice. Turn to him and read your Bible. And you will see it's far greater than what you think it is. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed rest of the year. I know this is a long one. I just hope that you just find encouragement with this. And thank you for listening. And let's all remember that it's never too late, never too hard, or never too much to spread God's love one heart at a time.